I'm Misty Winkler, classical second-generation homeschooling mom of five, and you're listening to episode 16 of the Simply Convivial audio blog. This is the Simply Convivial audio blog, short but meaty focus sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. Why Simply Convivial? Because education is an atmosphere, and that atmosphere should be convivial. Education is a discipline, which we should keep simple, straightforward, and clear. And education is a life, which is why home is the perfect place for it to happen. Know your child's personality type. Understanding the differences in personality type can drastically reduce conflict and friction in our relationships, and this is as much true with our children as it is with anyone else. However, typing children is tricky. Personality preferences develop over time as people exercise more and more decision-making and observation-making abilities. Children are developing And so we need to give them space to grow and experiment and blossom, rather than box them into labels prematurely. Although typing them can be helpful, we should be careful not to do so too soon and to still always treat them as an individual rather than as a type. Finding our children's personality type should only be done as a means to understanding and shepherding them better seeing how different responses to a given situation might not be a sin problem or even need to be a conflict if we understand that they see things and respond to things differently than we do. Knowing our children's tendencies helps us to understand their perspectives, what they're seeing, and how to respond to them so that they understand us. I didn't really think too much about typing my kids until I was reading about my own type in David Kiersey's Please Understand Me. In the section on relationships for my type, he made the comment about a certain problem that INTJs have with another type, and my jaw dropped. It sounded exactly like a certain scenario that played out between me and one of my children almost every morning. My son interpreted my matter-of-fact approach as being in trouble, and his way of coping was an emotional outburst. Emotional outbursts are the fastest way to get INTJs to shut down. Simply identifying that this was the cycle playing itself out whenever I announced the agenda for the day helped me to turn it around by paying attention to my tone and giving a more gentle introduction rather than going straight into take care of business mode, which my son was interpreting as you're in trouble. So knowing your own type and your kid's type can really help, particularly if you have a repetitive misunderstanding that you can't figure out. However, typing kids is quite tricky. Tests are always prone to interpretation error, and kids don't generally have enough self-awareness or experience to take a personality test and get accurate results. Instead, you have to know what the MBTI letters mean, then watch, think, and guess. Nurture by Nature is a great book to help you get started, and your library probably has it. Sometimes, with age and experience, types start leaning toward the middle, and that moderation can be a sign of greater maturity. But it isn't quite the same with children. Some children will be more extreme types than others, but the less extreme types are not necessarily the mature ones. It's also possible that the moderate types haven't had enough self-direction, executive practice in life to develop their own preferences yet. And a person who has never developed preferences 
has no trusted, reliable pathways for taking in information and making decisions. Isabel Briggs, in her book Gifts Differing, specifies what balance refers to in personality types. Quote, In type theory, balance does not refer to equality of two processes or of two attitudes. Instead, it means superior skill in one, supplemented by a helpful but not competitive skill in the other. The need for such supplementing is obvious. Perception without judgment is spineless. Judgment with no perception is blind. Introversion lacking any extroversion is impractical, and extroversion with no introversion is superficial. However, she reminds us, quote, Less obvious is the principle that for every person one skill must be subordinate to the other, and that significant skill in any direction will not be developed until choice between opposites is made. If one skill or attitude is not exercised more than another, neither will develop enough to be trustworthy. Quote, if people cannot concentrate either on thinking or on feeling, their decisions will be made and unmade by a shifting dispute between these two kinds of judgment, neither of which is expert enough to settle the matter. So, while children will be experimenting with all eight skills and shouldn't be pushed into a stereotype too early, good and proper development does mean they should eventually begin having preferences in each of the four areas. Isabel Briggs actually addresses childhood development quite a bit, saying, quote, The four processes are used almost at random by very young children until they begin to differentiate. Some children begin differentiating much later than others, and in the least developed adults, the processes all remain childish, so that nothing can be maturely perceived or maturely judged. So if you have less extreme kids, they'll be harder to type, and you might not get an accurate diagnosis. The less self-direction children are allowed also, the longer it will take them to form their own preferences and gain enough perceiving and judging skills to become mature. On the one hand, extreme personality types are those who can't flex and use the other needed and valid options. However, on the other hand, those who never had the space and option to develop preferences in the first place are not mature for being in the middle, but rather stunted. Having a preference is a good thing, not something that we should sabotage by assuming that our own way should be their way also. Again, from Gifts Differing on how parenting affects personality development. Quote, Spoiled children are conditioned to blame all their troubles on an outside cause. Everything bad that happens to them is no fault of their own. Seeing no reason to make an effort at development, they make no effort and do not develop. On the other hand, quote, At the other extreme are children who are underindulged, unloved, repressed, and discouraged. They may not learn the satisfaction can be earned. If nothing they do is ever right or successful or applauded, they may take refuge in doing as little as possible. Parents, of course, want to help their children develop and mature. Quote, Essential to a fortunate childhood, therefore, is a just and easily understood relationship between the child's conduct and what happens to them. When youngsters follow simple rules, with large merciful allowance for accidents, misunderstandings, and a reasonable amount of forgetting, the consequences should be approval, confidence, and the perceptive attitude from grown-ups. As an earned bonus, children should have the largest feasible measure of freedom to make their own decisions. It is, in other words, 
our responsibility to make sure that our children, quote, find it is more profitable to find and do the right thing than the wrong, so that they, quote, have incentive for discriminating between the right thing and the wrong thing in their own conduct, and doing the right thing even though it is less pleasant, less attractive, or less interesting in the moment. This is common sense parental guidance. Tips for typing children. You can't administer a personality test to children and expect to get an accurate result. For example, one of mine wanted to take a personality test, and I watched him do so. When my quite introverted son got to the question, at a party, would you rather be in the corner with one friend or in the center of a room, he clicked center of the room because, as he commented, usually the food is in the middle of the room. So as you look at the type descriptions, keep in mind these things. Generally, easygoing young ones are peas whereas the ones who have strong opinions that they express about how things should be are J's. How kids play is often a key to determining their types, but children are highly influenced by who they play with also. If they frequently play with others, even a sibling, they might simply adapt to the rules or patterns set by who they're playing with rather than be expressing their own personal preferences. Introverts are not likely to be assertive in social play and prefer to accept the terms of the group. Feeling types value harmony most, and so will not only bow to consensus, but even apply that to their own personal play later. Reasoning like, my friend plays X. I like my friend, therefore I also like to play X. If your child is the one setting the agenda and leading the pack all the time, he's probably an EXTJ or EXFJ, although IXTJs will take the lead if there are no other decision makers in the group. Kids who always make their emotions known could be feeling types, but are probably both extroverted and feeling. Kids who don't let on what they're thinking about are probably introverts. Shyness or poor social skills are not indicators of introvertedness. Sociability and an outgoing friendly nature is more a factor of feeling than extroversion. Think of the F as standing for friendly, for a people orientation, and think of E as standing for exaggerated expression. E's need to talk about what they think. They need to let it out before they can observe it. Introverts observe themselves internally. Extroverts do so externally. Kids who like projects, collections, or things more than playing with a large group of friends are likely to be T's. What to do after you've typed your children. Once you're fairly confident about your child's type, make yourself a little checklist with the four descriptions of your child's combination. I, reserved, E, expressive, S, prefers concrete facts, N, prefers interesting ideas, F, prioritizes relationships, T, prioritizes consistency, J, wants to make decisions, P, wants to keep options open. So, for example, for an ISTJ child, you would have, quote, reserved, prefers concrete facts, prioritizes consistency, wants to make decisions. Especially as you move into school planning time, figuring out how best to work alongside your children can be a huge help in facilitating successful homeschool goals and days. Knowing not only your own type, but also your kids' types, can help you more readily solve conflicts and often even avoid them altogether.
And now it's time for this season's Simple Sanity Saver, The Perks of Personality. I mentioned in the previous episode that introverts have to extrovert and that extroverts have to introvert. It's true. You're not either a total extrovert or a total introvert. Or if you are, you're probably not functional. Extroverting means dealing with anything external to you, while introverting means dealing with anything inside your own mind. We all do both, although we each prefer one mode. And there are multiple ways to both extrovert and introvert. For example, a TJ personality type extroverts by making decisions, being bossy, and getting things done, while an FJ personality type extroverts by being a sort of emotional thermostat for people, sensing where people are and helping them move toward where they need to be. With the free download for this season, which you can find at simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can check what your extroverted and introverted functions are based on your type. Here's how you might use that information. Someone with the TE function in a group will need to know that things are under control, either by someone more competent than herself or by herself. An FE type in a group will need to be dynamic, helping people understand what's important and help them become better through relational connection. An NE in a group will be happier with a backseat role, noticing all the different perspectives and circumstances coming into play. They'll have good insights about what's going on after the fact. An SE in a group will be paying attention to every detail and be able to make it beautiful, make it work in the moment. So NE and SE types are better at playing supportive roles in a group, and the TE types need to be aware that they are resources to draw on so that their decisions can be better informed. And FE types will make group dynamics work, but they need help with those details. When you know your type, you're better able to help out and make things happen in a way that works for you and supports others. Find that free reference to download about cognitive functions at simplyconvivial.com slash audio. Thank you for listening to the Simply Convivial audio blog. If you enjoyed this show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. You can also hit the share button on the show notes to share this episode with your Facebook friends. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes, the free personality cheat sheet, and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. See you then. Remember, education is repentance. Repent, rejoice, repeat. Repent.